Hey everybody, this is gonna be a little bit different from the other content I tend to cover. I'm actually just gonna talk personally about my family history um, and some of the experiences I had in Alaska. Now, uh, some of you do, some of you don't know that Alaska is just fundamental for um, the gold rush as well as oil and fur. Um, those are some of the bigger parts of their economy there and it became a state in 1959. And where my family fits into all of this is my mom's side of the family. Uh, my grandfather actually moved over there along with his some of his brothers and sisters uh, and ended up really just diving deep into the fur industry in Alaska. And that was where my mom, uh, who is part of seven other siblings, uh, and she's the only person that doesn't still live in Anchorage, Alaska. All of her other siblings live there currently and they've raised their families there. Some of them did briefly live in San Antonio on and off, I would, th I would say about 10 years or so. I could be completely inaccurate about that and some of my family's probably gonna watch this anyways, but this is a part of my family and my mom's side that I never really got to know growing up as much because you know my mom is almost like the black sheep of the family. Um, she went off and did her own thing and wanted to stay very independent. And so that's why she decided to stay here in San Antonio. Uh, just for those of you who don't know that we, um, well my mom and dad when they were married, uh, we built the uh, franchise Los Palapas that is off of I-10 across from the Dominion in the Leon Springs area. And so my mom has always had a dream of owning her own restaurant. Well, she made that dream a reality when she married my dad and they were running that business for um, probably six, seven years. Uh, and then that was when my parents got divorced when I was about four years old. And, uh, you know, they've been divorced ever since. And so my mom, you know, has had a very interesting lifestyle. Um, she's always been a do-it-herself type of person. And as you know today, uh, you may see some pictures of her on my Facebook or my Instagram. We're obviously um, a really well-off family, and my mom works super hard. She's built businesses, multiple businesses, not just restaurants uh, in her life. And so I absolutely love her. That's the gift she gave me was that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, now, when it comes to Alaska, um, you know, I was really there for the 50th wedding anniversary for my grandma and grandpa uh, uh, married for that long. So it was absolutely phenomenal. It was a huge family reunion. Well, I haven't actually been to Alaska since I was about two years old. That was the last time I was even there. My dad has talked about doing a cruise to Alaska, but what I got to experience was uh, in my hand or oh, my um way of thinking is probably even better. So I spent um, 10 days there. My aunt works for an airline, Alaskan Airlines. So I had the privilege of being able to fly standby, uh, which can also be a curse sometimes because it can be very confusing. You're not really sure which plane you'll actually get on. And so um, I took a flight from San Antonio with my mom. We went and landed in Seattle for a connecting flight and then went straight to Anchorage. And so I planned on staying there for five days, but after getting to know some of my cousins and all the family, all the extended family I had there, uh, and just how much fun I was having and all the adventures I was having, I actually ended up staying there for another five days. Uh, and also uh, due to the fact that standby flights were a little bit more booked up, uh, until the following Sunday. So I pretty much just extended my trip there and I absolutely had a blast. Shout out to Alondra and Andrea and Brandon. Those are my cousins that I spent the most time with 
and it was absolutely beautiful. So imagine just meeting some of your um, immediate family for the very first time at the age of 25. So that's exactly what I experienced. And in Alaska, um, my family, it, it all, and I mean uncles and, and aunts and grandpa and grand, uh, grandma, they all own different fur businesses. So they actually kind of compete with one another. They uh, Their fur companies uh, are about you know within two or three blocks of each other, uh, uh, but yet they dominate the market market over there and they have beautiful stores they sell different things and um, I don't for those you know for those of you obviously who uh, would think of never buying fur in your whole life I had a really different perspective of the fur trading business when I was obviously being introduced to it by my family and my perspective on it is you know they get these furs uh, from you know foxes and beavers and uh, very rarely can they even find you know bear fur or anything like that um, wolf or anything like that Mostly the fur comes from overpopulated animals in the Alaskan area, and some of this fur, um, these 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 coats, if you will, these coats of fur, this the skinning and everything, it actually comes from smaller parts of Alaska, and this is how people make a living. I mean, buying or you know selling those um, skins, you know, from different foxes and different you know animals, uh, from overpopulated animals, mind you, it's a lot of money for people who are like working class who don't really make enough money and or make enough ends meet, and that that is their economy out there, right? They they use the land, they use the agriculture, um, they actually live. Uh, a, a very sustainable lifestyle and they will sell multiple uh, pelts to um, some of these companies like my family's and then my family's company will just they'll 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 harness every part of that animal's fur and so it's another it's a whole nother thing these the natives believe which is to use almost every part of an animal that you might kill and that's kind of what my family does by making you know all kinds of garments and accessories and coats and stuff with all the fur they can possibly find and it's a very it's a luxury item but as well as a very very um very quality item. It's like the highest quality clothing you could possibly get because of the way it's stitched, the way it's made. It's absolutely beautiful. And I got, again, like I said, a whole different perspective on the fact that this is a way of living. This is um, totally normal for people who live out there um, in Alaska or just really in the frontier areas of the world. They don't have any other, you know, means of production or economy besides, you know, the, the land and the animals that exist around them. So anyways, with that being said, you know, my family does well, um, but again, like I said, some of them compete with each other, which I thought was really interesting and cool at the same time. Uh, and then outside of that, I got to spend a lot of time uh, traveling in the local area of uh, Girdwood and some of these other suburbs and these other little hikes and trails. Of course, I got to play some disc golf. For those of you who don't know, that is exactly what I love to do right now. It's like the sport for me, I love to play, and uh, believe it or not, there's a bunch of disc golf courses all over the place that nobody really thinks about. Um, and so I got to check out some of those courses in Alaska. They uh, One was Kincaid Park, and so for those of you who know Alaska or Anchorage, Kincaid Park is probably one of the most beautiful parks there, in that like right in that city. And it's overlooking the bay uh, there in Anchorage. It was absolutely beautiful. I played that course twice. And I want to say it was probably one of the best disc golf courses I've ever played. Uh, and so just a lot of wooded uh, trees, wooded area, uh, beautiful plants. Um, I actually shot on, I remember it was hole 16, and I shot this, um, 
this my first throw, my drive, and it actually ended up landing uh, right, kind of down a hill. And so what happened was this moose walked by and almost stepped right over my disc as it laid there. And I had to walk up to the moose and it was just sitting there forever. It was really interesting. Uh, and then eventually I kind of, you know, shooed the moose away without trying to, you know, agitate it or anything because moose are actually very territorial animals. For those of you who don't know that, they can charge at you. I mean, they, they're not afraid to, uh, to get in your face or to knock you over or whatever. So I ended up taking my time and letting the moose walk away. Well, I actually shot that shot on hole 16 and it might've been 120 feet. I got a mid range disc and, uh, I made it right in the basket, so I technically birdied it. For those of you who saw my Instagram or my story at the time, it was just really fascinating for me to birdie that. I mean, it doesn't happen. It's probably my longest birdie ever, uh, so that was really cool. And I thought it was really funny how there was a moose right by my disc for the longest time, and then it moved, and then my next shot made it in the basket, and it was like an impossible shot to make. So I mean, I could never like I, I mean, it would take me forever to redo that shot and actually make it from there. So um, I thought that was really cool and funny at the same time. So I got to play a couple other disc golf courses with my brother and I actually hiked a uh, mountain called Flat Top Mountain. So of course the Anchorage residents know exactly what mountain that is. It was super cool. I absolutely loved it. Um, funny enough, that Saturday we climbed it. It was the same day that um, I had to be at a um, the 50th wedding anniversary around like two o'clock and um, me and my brother ended up starting that hike around 10 a.m. If anybody knows Flat Top Mountain, it is no joke. And uh, that particular day, funny enough, it had just snowed pretty much for the first time in the season. So we were in like shin deep snow trying to climb. And of course, I think we're just going to hang out and just, you know, walk around the, the hiking trail and not go up. But that is a, that is never going to happen with my brother. My brother always likes to summit mountaintops. And so I know that that was, I just knew that would happen eventually as we got there and we started to, you know, hike, uh, even though we were in snow and I had, of course, waterproof boots, which I highly recommend, uh, it, just getting a pair of awesome boots. I mean, it's, it's honestly been so worth my money. I've gotten so much in return for having waterproof, um, hiking boots that are really, really efficient. Uh, but anyways, so I did have my waterproof boots, uh, but I had all, um, cotton, um, clothing. So, you know, I never thought we would be in snow. And if anybody knows anything about snow, it's going to melt eventually and you get soaked and it's not really a fun situation. So, uh, believe it or not, when we were about to summit, we had been, I mean, it was knee deep snow as we were climbing. And of course my brother, if anybody knows him, uh, he decided to break off the trail and make his own trail and just go straight up. All we saw at the top was a flag. We just knew there was a flag and we just had to get to that flag. And uh, for those of you who saw my story, we eventually did get there. Um, that was, a, a, that wore me out. I mean, that hike really wore me out, but you know, hikes like that are always really awesome challenges. And if anybody's ever climbed mountains or summited hikes like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's all fun and games until you're about three quarters of the way up and you just are, you know, you're blowing out. I mean, it's just crazy. So I got to finish that climb. My brother, funny enough, I mean, he knew that we were running late to this wedding. I mean, he knew it. And uh, he decided, you know, instead of allowing Dylan to convince me to turn around, I'm just going to go way ahead of him uh, because he had all the gear. So he had all the snow gear. He was prepared for this. 
while I was soaked in snow and I was just having a hard time getting up there. My brother lives in Colorado, so he climbs mountains all the time. And so I'm like running up and I'm trying to catch up to him to really tell him we need to go, right? We need to turn around, you know, let's just not summit the mountain. Let's just turn around. Well, uh, I end up getting really frustrated, but I ended up making that climb and slipping and falling in the snow constantly, but still making a, a, an effort to get to the top. Well, I got to the top. And then of course, right when I got to the top of that mountain, uh, my mom calls. And I think that's because we had signal finally, and she must've been calling multiple times and she was livid. Anybody knows my mom, she's a straight up person. You know, she'll tell you, she'll tell it how it is. So she's like, what are you doing? We need to leave in 45 minutes to this wedding. And me, and I'm like, I'm like, we're on top of a mountain. So I will have to talk to you later. Uh, we're going to get down. She's like, get home right now, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be really late to this. And so we ended up taking a different way down because the way we came up was completely inappropriate. If we had to go down that way, we would have definitely been slipping and sliding all the way down to the bottom. It would have been a wreck, honestly. And uh, we decided to uh, take a different way down. Well, as we were walking down, we ran into this awesome woman who was hiking with her dog and her son. And so we ended up right with her and we just asked her for directions like, hey, listen, what's the fastest way down? We parked over at this parking lot. And she said, you know, honestly, you're better off turning around and going back up the mountain and then going back down around the other way. And so me and my brother were kind of frustrated. And we were like, no, we need to figure this out. Um, and so my brother went ahead of me and scouted and ended up finding uh, nothing, really. There were, the route was just closed off and it was too steep. So he came back up the other way and I was still talking to the lady there. And then she ended up just being so gracious and I don't even remember her name. I think her name was Sarah. And she just said, hey, listen, you know, my car is right down this way. If you guys want to come down, I'm, I'm ready to go back down. If you guys want to, you know, get a ride with me, I'll just take you back to your car. So we were super blessed and we just said, oh my gosh, thank you. That's exactly what we'll do. So we ended up going down with her and thankfully we got to our car and uh, uh, we were still actually, so it just, just funny how things transitioned all in one day in Alaska, but I ended up back home, showered, changed, and in a suit and tie, going to a wedding anniversary after climbing an entire mountain in the morning. So uh, it's it's just interesting how life is. And so, of course, I had a really great night that night. That was the same. I also ended up, so, so not only did I climb a mountain in the morning, I ended up um, at a wedding anniversary in a suit and tie. And then in the later evening, I ended up out at the bars, literally lost, lost all my cousins. And I was running around Anchorage in 20 degree weather in a suit. In downtown, we were bar hopping, and it was just absolutely a great time. Uh, and I mean, you know, of course, I ended up reuniting with some of the cousins I had down there. It was really funny and a lot of fun. And I went to like four or five different bars. I got to go to, um, if I can remember, it was like Whale's Tail, and then, um, gosh, I can't remember these other bars, but they were some of the main bars in the downtown area of Anchorage. Not like it's super big or super popping or anything like that, but I did get to experience some of that lifestyle over there. And it was honestly really, really fun. I mean, of course I had family, so it was really fun that way too. Um, so all in one Saturday, I ended up doing all of that. So I think that that's pretty, that was probably one of the most interesting, most eventful days I would have to say. Um, and then Sunday we ended up going to Girdwood and that's where I uh, took that, that picture where that waterfall was. So, uh, we did like, it was one of those pull off the road type of hikes we pulled off and we ended up just hiking like 
that hike wasn't even not even 15 minutes so we just hiked down and then this waterfall popped up and pretty much that was the end of the hike and so we ended up taking all these pictures and um of course i have this camera and it's it's really nice um i love its gx7 canon uh power shot so i took all these great pictures and and uh, yes actually the picture of the waterfall is a real picture is the picture i took of the waterfall uh, all I did was edit the um, on my iPhone. I edited the the color. I just added a little bit of the color. I enhanced the color a little bit. Um, it just that's it. I just brought the color out a little bit. It didn't really do anything to the image. It just made it it made it pop even more. So uh, I actually have that as my background on my podcast. You won't be able to see it, but um, you can see it right here. I'll uh, I'll end up like trying to show everybody here. Um, let's see. So on the uh, Facebook Live, you can actually see I made this my background, and oh, of course I got another notification. But um, this is my background now. I mean, you know, if you guys want to make it your background, you of course can. It's a pretty good photo, and that is in Girdwood, Alaska. Really cool place. Um, I'll never forget it. I mean, it was a really awesome place to take shots and 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 things like that. But um, anyway, so besides that. Really loved my family. Um, they were amazing. I had a really great time. And for those of you who are obviously here, you know, watching, listening, you know, share this, you know, share this. I don't know what, what it will do for you, but share it, comment if you'd like, um, if you were a part of that experience or if you ever want to go to Alaska or anything like that, um, just, you know, that that's something that I highly recommend. It's it's a trip that I'll never forget. And, you know, it's funny because it's just uh, all of September I was traveling and I really didn't want to travel at all. I mean, you can ask my mom. I, she was pulling me by her, you know, she's pulling me by the short hairs telling me to go and I just didn't want to go. I really didn't care. Uh, but then going and experiencing what I experienced was really absolutely stunning. So highly recommend Alaska as a trip to go on. And it's funny because a lot of people use their life savings to go to Alaska. A lot of people wait till they're much older to go there. So it's just really uh, fascinating that I was blessed enough to go there at the age I'm at and got to climb and got to experience all of those awesome things. Oh, and by the way, the glacier, last but not least, I mean, that glacier was just amazing to watch. It was like, I don't know how this these natural forms are made, but it was like a, uh, it was like a frozen river, but then it was, you know, it, it just kind of had a hole in it because the water flowing through it was, was melting the ice. And so it was just a big ice igloo structure, if you will. And it was hard ice. I mean, it was like hard as a rock. Uh, and it was just so weird, but just very fascinating to see this glacier. And I, I just loved that. Glaciers are so interesting. I have plenty of pictures of that as well. For those of you who wanted to see those on my Facebook wall, they're really nice. I loved it. Those that was really an just an interesting natural occurrence. I just really appreciated that that kind of stuff. And I, again, Alaska's full of wildlife and just full of super awesome nature. Uh, that's another thing about it. It's 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 not like Colorado. I've been to Colorado many times. I do love Colorado. There's many things to love about it. Um, Alaska just had a little bit of a different flavor to it. Um, it was a different kind of wildlife. It was a different kind of mountains and different kind of trees and wooded life and almost like tundra uh, glaciers and ice and all kinds of stuff. So anyways, um, I appreciate you guys joining in. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, this is just more of a personal podcast to, you know, for you guys to really get to know who I am and, and where my family comes from. Uh, and I'm a very open person. I let people know about my life because I'm proud of my family. You know, I'm proud of where my heritage is from and I couldn't be more excited to share it with you guys. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll check you guys on the next podcast. Peace.